right now this is unfiltered coffee uh series round number two this time we're actually gonna have unfiltered coffee um, provided by a nice violetti mocha pot over there have you been using yours did you learn how to use it since yeah. the last time we spoke yeah i made made a couple more cups out of it um been it's better it. it's been better not as burnt nah and I, I like it had some like like inside of the upper part where that the actual coffee pours into it had like some like charred like black. oh jeez so i was like how did that happen so i've been like cleaning it yeah i've time. been trying to wipe that clean but you can't like use anything like oh so super strong what you so. can do and actually they recommend you do this every like i don't know 20 or 30 brews is you put coconut oil in the bottom like with the water and then you can do like you can boil just cycle that through yeah without, cycle without through. coffee yeah just water and oil but i think they specifically say coconut oil i mean that's or they might have like a cleaning oil or something hard to find no so and then you can also like just wipe it down with like that and uh yeah paper towels are pretty good as long as they don't like fall apart uh they like really trap like the coffee residue yeah yeah i mean so i've been uh i the last couple ones I made, I kept an eye on it so it didn't feel like I actually like just sit up there and cook. Yeah, this one today is probably going to be burnt. We have like no way of controlling the temperature. It's really hot. What kind of grounds do you have? Uh, very dark roast, so <laughs> it's probably just going to taste like, <laughs> I don't know, burntness. No, that's what it's like. Um, yeah, I've never made it over a fire. I've only ever like um, done the uh, just like heat up water and pour like the instant coffee into it, like when you're camping. Yeah, I've never made coffee over fire either, so this is the first. Honestly, instant coffee over like, like fire boiled water isn't that bad. Instant coffee has like a smokiness to it. Yeah, instant coffee's not the worst. Unless it's Folgers. Really? I got some of that for like a grad gift. High school. <laughs> I think it took me two years to use like ten packets, but that's pretty good. We have all the nature sights in town. We got dogs loose in the background. Trees blowing in the wind. Yeah, no kidding. Sorry about the wind. Pick the uh, windiest day of the month to do an outdoor recording. Yeah, it must just be like I don't know the springtime. Is this rolling the wind through here or what? But the last three days have been ridiculous. Yesterday I was getting blown around on the highway driving back here. I know, I was getting blown around today. Uh, but sp say spring is, uh, you know, I, I would say it's here, but it could snow next week. I don't know. It snuck up on get, us. Uh, I want to get the coffee. Yeah. So you went to Yellow Springs. Yeah, that's a topic for today, isn't it? No, we did that like uh, poll thing on our story. How many responses on Yellow Springs? Only two or three, I think. <laughs> two or three serious People responses. Were like, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, that was it. Um, but I think that's like, a, you know, I don't think anything happens there. I think it's just like. I think there's a lot that happens there. That's what I'm trying to figure out. I want to get. So I think if we, what we should actually do. Just like start calling people that like own like 
bookshops and stuff there. Yeah. And like, it's like I was in a bookshop. I bought a couple books from there. Well, I don't know, two or three weeks ago. But like, people that like run the shops and stuff seem like they've been there forever. Out of here. <laughs> they seem like they've been there a while, and like they know yeah. what's going down in the area. Um, I don't know, it seems like an interesting place. So like the first time I was there, we went with like my family, we went to that, uh, you've been there, right? Yeah. Have you ever seen the Young's Dairy Barn? Yeah. Yeah. A big old barn. So that was like where we went, but then we like visited the town for a little bit. Yeah. Like it's kind of interesting, but like I'd, I'd never been to anything like that. I was probably, I don't know, 12 years old or something like that. I'd never seen like a record shop or like that kind of bookstore. Or like, weed growing out in the cool. open. I didn't see any weed there. When I, so I went I went a couple years ago and it was like half the shops like would have like this weird like side entrance or like a door you couldn't find and there would be like weed growing right there. And you'd be like, really? Yeah. Wow, I've never witnessed that. Okay. Look at that. So there's weed growing there. Look at what? Uh, dogs or... Well. Um, yeah, um, I can't believe this is not going yet. It's like, let's say, uh, quite a, uh, quite an artsy town. Yeah. Lots, a lot of art shops, a lot of bookshops, a lot of record shops. Very strange for like a small town in Ohio. Um, so that, so, yeah, I've always just found it interesting. And then, like, after I went last time, I was just reading a couple like Wikipedia pages or like I'd be reading a book and then it'd be like some like cultural figure from like the 60s or 70s would just like randomly mention uh, like living in Yellow Springs or like yeah, I feel being like it, there it, for a while. It can produce quite a character if, if you stay there long enough. Oh, for sure, yeah. So that's why I want to, like there's probably people that lived there like during that time. I don't know, but um, I was gonna just straight up read the Wikipedia page, but I think I remember some of it. So I was like, what, like, why is this area like this? And I guess it was founded um, by like a group of like Christian people that were trying to form a utopia. And like there had been like a similar city in Indiana and they were kind of trying to mimic the city so it was, it was like a utopian a commune. commune. Yeah. That was the first thing. And it was only like, it was like a hundred people founded it in like the early 1800s. But then, I don't know, the families that founded it started fighting. So it like broke up. I'll do it. Um, what did it say after that? Uh, like a, a railroad went through there. So then it started to get busier. Yep. Uh, People uh, went there. There was like a big thing in the 1800s where, because there like actually are springs there that apparently have iron, and that's why it's called Yellow Springs. It's still not brewing. Um, so like in the 1800s, people would travel to these places where springs were and like attend these spas or like get in the water for healing purposes. Right. And that you know, and now they sell crystals at the shop for healing purposes. So. That yeah, hasn't I, changed. Had, I had never heard of that culture, but like when I was in Indiana too, where was that place at? Uh, I can't think of it. There was another small little town there. Oh, French Lick is what it was called. 
Um, yeah. Um, and like I started reading about the history of that too, and like same thing, there were springs there, so these people just built like resorts. That just, yeah, like, I mean, it draws a person in. How could you not like a spring? I guess so. I was worried about this being too hot. And apparently it's just like not hot enough. You just like squeeze that. Yeah, it's not it's that not hot. hot. Mine gets hot enough to where I, I feel like that plastic handle's gonna melt. Yeah. Let me I guess I have to stoke this fire back up. So yeah, this is part of a series. This is unfiltered coffee. The sub-series is uh, towns that that have the word springs in them. <laughs> Which is also not part of the name uh, of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, this is Coyote Cast sub-series, uh, unfiltered, unfiltered coffee, coffee sub-series, cities that have the <laughs> word springs in them. Uh, we're trying to do Steamboat Springs next, so... Yeah, so stay tuned, that one's going to be riveting. <laughs> we were in Steamboat Springs for like an hour, so... Uh, I don't even think... Not even, we got coffee there minutes. and then left. We parked at the post office, we know we illegally parked at the... Yeah, um... Steamboat Springs post office. That episode's mostly going to be around, um... Whether you should or should not park at the post office. <laughs> it worked for us, so... Uh, yeah, uh... More details to come. <laughs> oh my god. Let's see, what else? Oh, wait, I did think of another one. Why can't I think of another Springfield? No. Is that not... As of Springs. Springs, I'm It can't be Spring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, bad. My bad. I don't know. Anyways, Yellow Springs. Um, no, anybody that hasn't been there should go and check it out. It's so small, and it's just like... Yeah, it's know, it's, it's small, cool but thing. it's like not so small that like you can fly through. Like you can spend well, there's a, lot. a, you whole, could, a whole afternoon, day a whole day, like just looking at all the like odd shops and like kind of like talking to the, like, the shopkeepers and stuff are interesting too. The coffee shop was great. So I went to one, I, I can't remember the name of it. But it was a coffee shop, and it was also a specialty wine shop. And they also just sold used books. Like, they were on the yeah. shelves. Every, every store there sells used books, I think. Um, no, I can't. I went to the ice cream shop. I don't know if I've been to the coffee there. Uh, so, like, there's the Young's Dairy outside of Spring or Yellow Springs. Oh, yeah, that's good, too. Uh, Not the same vibe at all as, like, Yellow Springs. I no, mean, kind of, huge, but... Like, super touristy vibe. Yeah. Like... Hay rides, like slides, get your picture in like the corn cutout. I don't know, uh, but there's there's like a another like dairy thing like right in the middle of Yellow Springs. Um, don't go there. Sorry. What's that one? I don't know. Oh, just I like an ice cream. Shop. Yeah, and it was I was excited because I love like fruity ice cream flavors, and we get there and it was like fifty different like every ice cream mm. flavor that's like fruity that you can imagine, and like I got some that sounded good to me. My friend got something. And we sat down and our ice cream, like, uh, she got something entirely different. Our ice creams are the same color and tasted the same. I'm like, really? they have one type of ice cream here. It is just name something yeah. different. <laughs> <laughs> like, you want the watermelon? Okay, and they go to the same pump. Huh. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, maybe the thing was broken, but there was nobody else there. So, uh, go to Young's. Young's Dairy. Young's Dairy. You, you they have good cheese good. curds, too. Yeah, cheese, it's, so they got everything there. Cows. I bet they Cows. got some good whole milk. Yeah, good milk. Good whole milk. 
Um, what else did I see there was interesting? I mean, we went to like a record shop. Record shops are always pretty interesting. That's like I it's like a multi-floor record oh. shop. Oh yeah, I've been to that one. Yeah, that that one that's kind of open. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the kind of town where if you spend too long, like spend like more than a day there, you're gonna come home in like a tie-dye shirt. Like regardless yeah, of if you're a tie-dye person or not, it will convert you. A lot of record shops. There's, there's a, it's called like, Black Cat or like, something books. That's like a. Kind of reminds you of like the wand shop and like Harry Potter. Like you get in the back and it's just like books like falling off the shelves and like piles of books in the corner, and like you get back That's there and you're the only one except for some like old lady who's like, you know, lost in there or something. Maybe that's where I went too. Like. It seemed like they had just moved into that bookshop, but I don't think they had because, no. like, the books weren't on the shelves. No, they're just, like, they're just on the floor. Yeah. And I think nobody really cares. And, like, it's the kind it's of pretty place cool, where, though. Because like, it makes you think, like, you found, like, something, you're like, oh, man, that's really cool. Like, yeah. The next it's the kind of place that. where every store you walk into, it's like, you just discovered it. There's a great know. toy you're, story there. You're not going to get coffee today. We should have just made it on the... Yeah, there is a toy store there. I didn't go in. I went to the toy What's store. What's in there? Toys. It's like yo-yos and stuff? Like old-fashioned toys? Or... It's quite up there, yeah, with that. Um, it's either Children's that books. or like uh, like magic kits. Mm. I don't know. Like they probably have like one of those false thumbs. Mm. Maybe I should just put in some stock, stock video of coffee. Yeah, maybe sometime today. I feel it on my legs, man. It's getting warm. It is getting warmer. I just... No there's, coffee. There's also some good uh, bike bike paths that like, go to Yellow Springs. So. Oh, really? If you're a cycler. It's like a good biking area. Yeah. It's really pretty, like, the outskirts of town and everything. like the. It's like rolling country. Surroundings. You know, Dave Chappelle lives there. I have heard that, yeah. I don't know where he lives though, like somewhere a little bit outside of town, I think. I don't know where he lives. Well, I mean, I don't think he lives like in the downtown. Oh no. Um, yeah, let me think about. Let me. I'm gonna pull up the Wikipedia. Read Go for it. I bet there's some good Airbnbs up in there too. I was trying to like. Yeah, they're pretty good Airbnbs. I've been trying to like find real history of it and it's difficult like I was on they have like a historical website that has a bunch of old newspapers and stuff there oh I was putting today there was a film company that was there for like 20 years like from the 50s to the 70s it's oh, pretty neat um hold on history commune dries bone Antioch College founded in 1850 the Christian connection. A colony of 30 freed slaves um, settled in the village in 1862. That was been a pretty like progressive area, I guess. Antioch. During the Red Scare, the 50s, Yellow Springs and the Antioch College came under scrutiny for alleged sympathies of faculty and students of the Communist Party. Um, what? 
Howie's. I'd like to find that. Where did you put water in the bottom? Yes. You saw it. <laughs> I didn't know it. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I remember now. There's water in there somewhere. Oh, there's supposed to be a good public radio station there. Oh, I bet there is. And I bet people listen to it, too. I don't know. Communes are interesting. It's like weird to think that they've been happening like forever in America. There's a not just like recent like cult movements in the '60s. There's a, still a decent variety of uh, communes you can join today. Still out like, there. Yeah, that that uh, seem. I don't know. Like the kind where you um, aren't entirely brainwashed. Hmm. But of course, it's like uh, you can go visit these places, and like they've got websites and whatever. And uh, but you know, it's like it's like when you go on a college tour, like you show up, and they're like, "Oh my God! Like here's all our great things. Do you want a T-shirt too?" Like yeah. Uh, they show you all the good things, and they they don't tell you about the uh, I don't know the part where you can't leave. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What? I mean, I guess a commune where you. I don't know. It's like uh, it's cool because it's it's like the whole idea of of the majority of them is like. It's like share all your. Yeah, you just you just you know. Like buy in, like you like pay fifty bucks or whatever, and you join, mm -hmm. and from there it's like you don't. You're just like assigned like a job. But if you don't necessarily you're like, like gardening, do it. Yeah, like like, like that. that. Like like you're a bread maker or something. But if you don't want to make bread or whatever, it's like somebody else can help. Uh, I don't know. You you get you put some work in. You get a lot out of it, um, and you can't leave. I swear <laughs> I just saw like coffee run down the side. Anyways. Now we're into the portion where I'm going to rip off other podcasts that I've listened to recently. Uh, yesterday I was listening to a podcast that said basically that most of the famous bands of the 60s actually like sucked at playing their own music and could not perform live. And that most of their tracks were done by uh, like studio, studio musicians. Yeah. yeah, were done by studio musicians and yeah, that was basically it. that they're just kind of like propped up by the record companies or whoever to make some money. That's pretty cool. I don't yeah, know if there's any truth in that. No, maybe. I can rip off a portion of podcasts for you. Yeah, go for it. Uh, I don't know if I don't, I don't know if I sent this to you. Um, the one about the the uh, the walled off portion of a mall. Where at? Um, New Jersey, possibly. Okay. Um, basically, an interview with a guy who grew up, didn't grow up, he was living near a mall that was going up, and he noticed a portion of the mall uh, where the walls ma basically made a room that was inaccessible from anywhere in the mall. Yeah. And he's like, he like noticed that as it was going up. He's like, what is that for? So him and his wife investigated, and they could actually access that 
inner room of this mall um, just by going through like a small gap on the outside behind the wall. Like basically there's a portion where the walls didn't quite meet and they could squeeze in there and they could get into the mall. Okay. And they were inside of it, but they couldn't actually access the mall, except they did find one door. And they, and that, uh, and every, it was just like dirt floor in there. And so uh, they spent like a year and they would, what they would do is uh, they would go in there and they'd fill their pockets with like the trash and stuff in there from like when the mall was built. And they would just what bring reason? it up. They would just bring it out of the mall. And then they started bringing their own stuff in there and they installed hardwood floors and they would do it by just literally picking up like their stuff at a store, walking right through the mall, like in front of everybody, going in that back door. And then they literally built and furnished a full apartment in there and lived in there for like four years what? before anybody caught them. And they got, they got away with like a minor trespassing. Like, what? they didn't even have to do, So, like, why was, was no the... Client. What? <laughs> why was the room there? They the mall ne never said, like, when they found them? No, that was what was weird. It was, um... Uh, the, the court case went something like, um... The owner of the mall was really pissed. And, uh, basically, he was like, these people have been living in here. Like, they've been trespassing for four years How did they day. prove it? Um... Like, how long they were there, I guess. They confessed to it. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, you, you can't really lie at that court thing. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, but basically, and, uh, the judge was like, what do you mean they were living in there? And uh, the, the owner and, like, his attorney or whatever were like, yeah, they had hardwood floors, they had a TV, they had an Xbox, they had a china cabinet, they had couches, beds, How did chairs, they get that in? coffee tables. They How did they get it through the... Photos of family, like, like a refrigerator, all this stuff. And at that point, the judge was just like, what the heck? These people weren't trespassing. They were just like doing their own thing. Nobody was harmed. That's fine. Really? Yeah, the judge was just like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like, you guys ridiculous. need to not throw a fit about this. What podcast was this on? But shout out to the podcast 99% Invisible. It's an art and design podcast. Oh, yeah, that's a good podcast. one. Yeah, yeah I've listened really to that great. quite a bit. Roman Mars. That was on 99% Invisible. I haven't listened in a little while. Yeah. They I listen like a podcast a day. It's crazy. Um. Uh, so like, when I visited Sagrada Familia, I wanted to like listen to some podcasts about them. Yeah. So that was like the first one I did. Yeah. And then, uh, I was sort of into uh, Frank Lloyd Wright for a while, and oh, they yeah. did like maybe two or three on Frank Lloyd Wright. Yeah. Uh, they were really good. You know, I toured Taliesin East. <laughs> pretty cool mm -hmm. i wish i could go to taliesin west it was weird i've been to uh my favorite's falling water i've been to several of them but i haven't made it to taliesin it was um yeah it was his private home and like it's like his vacation home though it wasn't his well i think home. west was his okay was his vacation home he had, he had studios yeah his studio was attached to the house mm -hmm. at least one of the studios um so weird. It was like small. Like it almost felt like a hobbit house or something. So like he yeah. like intentionally made the hallways really small so that you would hurry through them and get to the living spaces. But it was also like 
it was pretty short. Like yeah, the does, ceilings were really. He does short. all the short ceilings and long rooms, and it just mm -hmm. like make it like feels so much different than a normal house. It also, so since it's old, like he tinkered with it, and he would be like redoing it all the time. But since he has passed away, and like they've left it there, he like also he was so into the design that he like didn't do like some of the like fundamentals of construction. Like he didn't like or a foundation so the like the floor has settled so like parts of a like the rooms like the floor boards are like warped or have like fallen yeah. into the ground basically as the house is settled so it's pretty strange well, you know he designed those floorboards yeah but no but <laughs> yeah, like but like even the tour guide was yeah. like yeah like sometimes he just like didn't really care about like structural <laughs> like he was the kind of guy who like and if, like, you know, if, like, an engineer showed up and was like, Frank, you're doing it wrong, he probably would have shot the guy. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of murders and... Yeah, uh, Taliesin. Yeah, Taliesin, um, like, burned at least twice, maybe yeah. three. Like, he Marshall. built it three or four times. And the first time he was out of town, maybe in Chicago, like, with his mistress having an affair. And... Um, his wife and kids got killed by like an axe murderer that was a uh... that wasn't that wasn't him though that was the family that was living there after him wasn't it no it was, it was him I think it was his family his or like family? an ex it was like a wife that he was separated from but not divorced or something like okay, that yeah I get confused and because because like that that like one of the housemates or something did it like it was just like mad at him and like yeah so it, it was out. like uh... yeah it was some sort of like servant or like housemaid and they let the they like lit the house on fire well yeah i don't remember what they did it was something like that they poured they gasoline lit, on it they lit the house on fire and then they stood outside with like an axe and just like chopped people up as they came out beautiful home though <laughs> and then the second fire was like an electrical fire and i remember the tour guide said something like he was like because um all the living areas burnt or something like that and the studio didn't burn so he's like god is telling me that like my Design. life that my <laughs> life is messed up because i keep having these affairs but like my building is like a work of like god or something like that yeah so he like really doubled down on his studio got another minute before time expires on the camera it was cool though there was a like original schoolhouse there apparently his family like yeah. grew up on that property and had a schoolhouse um, this one will probably have to go into the next segment, but have you ever heard of the House on the Rock? It's 20 minutes down the road from Taliesin. So I guess before I, I'll say where it is. It's in Wisconsin. Taliesin is like, I don't know, 30 minutes west of Madison, roughly. Um, and then House on the Rock is like another 15 minutes away. And it was sort of built in the same time, like a little bit after Taliesin. And the story I've heard, which was just from like reading about it and listening to a few podcasts, um, this eccentric, like this guy was born into wealth and he was embarrassing his parents basically like in the city. And so they bought him this land and were just like, hey, go develop this land because we don't want you here because you're embarrassing us and we'll like fund the whole thing. Um, 
so like I said, it, it kind of like looks like just gardens and like this house on the outside. And there's a bunch of stone sculptures and stuff. But I guess it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. Like there's a whole room that's just a carnival room. And he built, um, like built into the place is like this like fake organ system that plays carnival music. On its own? Yeah, I think so. It's like intentionally meant to like sound bad. It's like bad recordings of carnival music. Like people say they start getting creeped out. Like people, because like when you walk yeah. through, like you pay for the tour and you can't go back. You have to just like keep walking in a straight line. And they said it like just continually gets weirder. Like there's a whole room just with children's toys and dolls and things like that. And he'd always tell people like, so people actually don't know because he was also, uh, some of the things were like art collections. And he would tell people that pieces there were like famous pieces by famous artists. And some of them were counterfeit and some of them were legit. And his whole thing was like, that people had no idea what was real art or real collector's items there and what wasn't. But um, some of the other weird, so there's like a carnival room and then there's a giant, it's either a shark or a whale replica, replica in there that's like the largest replica in the world. <laughs> that It's like a whole room where it's just like a whale takes up a whole room. Um, I can't think of anything else, but there were like really strange things there. We, I didn't get a tour that one because it closed. We were trying to do like both of them in the same day. Yeah. We just went through the gift shop. So I had no idea what it was. And I like flipped through yeah. one of those like books that has pictures of things in there. Picture like, book, yeah. What the heck is yeah. this plate? <laughs> need to go back. Excuse me. I do need, need to, to go, go back. back, yeah. Yeah. So I've um, <clears throat> I've toured uh, the Winchester Mystery House a couple times now. Where's What is that? It's, uh, it's out in San Jose. That's... um. I don't like the term mystery house because um, I don't think it's actually like very mysterious. I think it's just odd. Mm -hmm. um, but it's basically uh, uh, the wife of the Winchester guy, Winchester rifle guy. Uh, he died. She was left with like, like what at the time was like the like one of the largest fortunes in the world, and uh, she was just kind of like like a lonely lady um and she thought that like i guess the rumors are um she thought the ghosts of the people who are killed by winchester rifles would come to haunt her okay so that's a lot of ghosts um and so in order to keep like she so she thought that she would confuse the ghost by making like a house that the ghost would get lost in mm -hmm. And then also, if they never, if she never stopped adding on to the house, the sounds of the hammers and saws and stuff would keep the ghosts away. Yeah, I feel like I've heard of this now that you're describing it. So like, for like the rest of her life, this house was complete, like just kept being added onto, and it's so extensive, and it makes so little sense that like as you're walking through it, you have a tour guide with you, but there are arrows everywhere because. Like the if you got lost, confused or yeah, just... literally if you weren't with that tour guide, you could get actually lost. There were so many hallways and rooms that make no sense. There are like there are so a lot of situations where it's like to get to the room over, you have to go down a flight of stairs and then up a taller flight of stairs mm. because there were the like 
the rooms are like offset by like three feet. That's really strange. Or so, yeah. And so did nobody ever lived in it? She did. Oh, she lived in she it. She lived in there. And um, there. Do there, they know where? Like, did she only live in a certain area of the house, or? Yeah. So she had um, she had like a daughter who lived in there for a while, and, like died at a young age. But she had like fifty servants, that she paid to just like, keep the house like nice. Hmm. And there are like these massive kitchens and stuff. Um, so are there any, like, were there any ghost sightings or like people actually think there's ghosts there or not? No, I think that's just like one of the like quirks that they like to talk about in the tour. Yeah. Um, crazy house though, really beautiful. Um, uh, it's just wild. Um, there's a seance room where like she would go. There's like, <laughs> if you're trying to avoid ghosts, like, why so would you she, have a she seance went, room? She went to this seance room to like, uh, to like. I don't know, like, talk to, like, the ghosts of her family or something. Okay. And it's this weird room in the middle of the house um, with only one door. And she would go in that door, but there's, like, a cupboard. And the cupboard had a false wall behind it. So you go in, like, you actually do this on the tour of the like, house. You go in through the main door, and then everybody climbs through the cupboard to, like, get out into a little hallway that goes to, like, the rest of the house. And that's, like, how, how she did it. She mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. Yeah. I, and so it's really fun. She had like really. When beautiful. did was she old when she was widowed yeah. or? Yeah, she was older. Older. Um, she had really bad arthritis, and so like she couldn't lift her legs very high. Yeah. So all the stairs. So like there were stairs that like her servants would take. Um. Uh, but her stairs are, I think she like called them low, low riser stairs. And like, I'm not kidding. These stairs are like less than an inch tall and they have so many switchbacks because her, like <laughs> to go up like, like 10 feet, it's like 300 stairs and you have to keep going up. What's essentially a ramp <laughs> that keeps switching back. <laughs> it's really goofy. That's strange. This is reminding me of. Have we ever talked about, uh, in New York, there were those two brothers that, like, owned a whole building, and they, like, they lived in there for 10 or 20 years or something like that? Like, the people didn't know if they were still alive, but, like, sometimes they would see them, like, sneak out and get food. Really? I, I can't even think of their names or what exactly what they did. They just hid They had stuff. a bunch of money, and, like, they lived in the house, and I think it might have been, like, the Depression era... But like the newspaper, like they were like known in the city, like the newspapers would kind of write about them and stuff. It's fun. Um, but basically, they were hoarders too, and so there it was like a whole like apartment complex basically, and it was just packed with stuff, and there was just like tunnels, and so like the police sometimes would come there like to try to get them out, but they like couldn't get through, or like they would just like tell them to leave. Um, but eventually, I forget how they figured out, but one of the brothers died in there. And parts of the... It were booby-trapped. Like, I think police got injured, like, trying to get in there to get them out. But, like, they'd have, like, libraries and stuff like that. And they had money. So And there were, like, collectible cars that were, like, partially disassembled in there. Like, just all kinds of stuff. Um, That's pretty neat. Yeah. So, it, 
have to actually find the names of those people and do some research. Yeah, but it, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. I'll put it on the thing. Yeah, put it in the link it below. Link it below. Link it below. When you like and subscribe, click the link below. So for the two of us, two of you who made it to the end, unfiltered coffee. Yeah. Round um, two. Round three coming soon. To a YouTube channel near you. Adios.